Good morning. Welcome to the Market in Minutes podcast. My name is Patrick Laffin, and today is Tuesday, November 15th, 2022. All right. So let's get started by taking a look back at performance from yesterday. The NASDAQ finished down 1.12%. The S&P 500 finished down 0.89%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished down 0.63%. And lastly, the Russell 2000 ended the day down 1.14%. In terms of sector performance, the best performing sectors yesterday were healthcare and materials. Healthcare finished up 0.03%, followed by materials, which ended the day down 0.21%. The worst performing sectors yesterday were real estate and consumer discretionary. Real estate finished down 2.65%, followed by consumer discretionary, which ended the day down 1.71%. The market ended lower yesterday as investors attempted to translate comments from Fed officials while looking for new opportunities after last week's big rally. But on a day void of any economic data releases, let's get straight to talking about performance yesterday. Now, if I were to describe stock market performance from yesterday's session in one word, it would be mixed. But in order to truly understand performance from yesterday, we need to first take a look back at last week. Now, stocks had a big week last week. The NASDAQ finished the week well up over 8%, while the S&P 500 rose almost 6%, and the Dow Jones finished up over 4%. So a good week for the major indices. But when you look closer at performance, you realize it was really driven by a lot of the names and sectors that have been beaten up this year. The mega cap and big tech stocks led the charge, boosting the technology and communication services sectors to the top of the sector performance charts. But it was a strong week for the whole market. So really, the fact that we saw some consolidation yesterday isn't a surprise. But there was some trepidation seen yesterday, as some investors felt that perhaps the market got a little too excited last week, given the fact that economic data and the recent earnings that we've seen seem to continue to deteriorate for the most part. So that was definitely weighing on investor mindset yesterday. But making things more confusing for the market were some conflicting statements from Fed officials following the release of the New York Fed's survey of consumer expectations, which showed that the medium one- and three-year look-ahead inflation expectations increased to 5.9% and 3.1% from 5.4% and 2.9% respectively. So consumers are still expecting inflation. Now, following this release, Fed Governor Christopher Waller said, we've still got a way to go before stopping interest rate hikes, which signaled to the market that the Fed will remain aggressive. Later in the morning, though, Lael Brainard, vice chair of the Fed, suggested in an interview with Bloomberg that the central bank may soon slow the pace of interest rate increases, saying that a slowdown, if not a halt, is on the way. Now, her comments don't mean that the Fed will stop raising rates, but hints that the Fed will likely slow the pace. So kind of mixed messaging there from Fed officials, which showed to many that the Fed doesn't have a definitive game plan in place yet. So that obviously weighed on overall disposition yesterday. But further troubling investors were spikes in treasury yields and the dollar, which, as you may remember, had been pretty muted last week. So bond yields were up. The dollar was up. We had some conflicting messaging from the Fed. And of course, we had some investors locking in gains from last week's rally. 
so not a great backdrop for stocks. But the market itself held up fairly well for the majority of the day. Uh, After opening in the red, the market bounced back and spent most of the afternoon in the green. However, during the last hour or so, an initial downturn led to a full-on sell-off, dragging all the major domestic equity indices lower. And by the ring of the closing bell, 10 of the 11 sectors were in the red, with real estate, consumer discretionary, financials, and utilities all ending down over a percent. Now, in terms of trends, there was a noticeable tilt towards value names over growth names, while the mega caps suffered the most in terms of market cap. And as I mentioned earlier, rising treasury yields and a strengthening dollar served as major hinders to performance yesterday. The two-year treasury yield rose 10 basis points to end the day at around 4.41%, while the 10-year treasury yield rose 5 basis points to end the day at around 3.87%. So in conclusion, a mixed day turned into a pretty bad day after all for stocks. But it should be a pretty interesting week as we'll have some major U.S. retailers report earnings. In addition, we'll get another look at where we stand with inflation this week in the form of both the PPI and CPI data releases. So expect the market to react. Regardless of what happens, though, as always, I'll be sure to keep you updated. Moving on to headlines. Over the weekend, it was announced that Democrats will maintain their razor-thin majority in the Senate, with Mark Kelly of Arizona and Catherine Cortez Masto of Nevada both expected to win closely contested races, clinching the chamber for Democrats. In a tweet, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called the election results a victory and vindication for Democrats. Now, as we've discussed on previous shows, Republicans had hoped, and many openly predicted, that a red wave would wash Democrats out of their majorities in both houses of Congress. However, that did not happen. And as we stand now, the Senate will be controlled by Democrats. Meanwhile, the House of Representatives is still very much up in the air, as there are currently 11 races that have not been called, and 10 of those seats are considered battlegrounds. But it's currently being projected that the Republicans will control the House. So while it's crazy that we can't get election results the next day, like practically every other developed country in the world, I guess it's good we are finally starting to get some clarity. In other news stories, it's been a wild couple of days for the crypto company FTX and its founder Sam Bankman-Fried. So I'm sure you've heard the story, but the company declared bankruptcy and stopped withdrawals last week after a series of unauthorized transactions took place. However, over the weekend, more details emerged, including the fact that the trading wing of FTX, known as Almeida, run by Bankman-Fried's longtime girlfriend, quietly used $10 billion of customer funds to make failed investments, all the while evading the attention of investors, employees, and auditors alike. Another suspicious detail to emerge over the weekend was that the company was hacked, and the quote, hackers stole an additional $600 million in client funds. Currently, Bankman-Fried is reportedly hiding out in the Bahamas, while at least $1 billion of client funds are missing. And the downfall of Bankman-Fried and FTX as a whole has prompted calls for stronger scrutiny for crypto from both the right and left. So not good news there. Elsewhere, President Joe Biden met with his Chinese counterpart, Xi Jinping, for the first time on Monday since taking office in January 2021. Now, while the two presidents have spoken via video conference and phone calls, the in-person meeting ahead of the G20 summit comes at a particularly tense time, with concerns mounting over Taiwan and Russia's invasion of Ukraine, among other things. 
We need to find the right direction for the bilateral relationship going forward and elevate the relationship, she said, while Biden emphasized that the two countries can compete without becoming adversaries. So we'll have to stay tuned to see what, if anything, comes from this meeting. And lastly, yesterday, Amazon announced that they are planning to lay off approximately 10,000 employees in corporate and technology roles beginning this week. And this announcement follows similar headlines from other tech companies, such as Facebook's parent company Meta, which announced last week that it's laying off more than 11,000 employees, while Twitter recently laid off approximately half of its workforce. But we will end today, as we always do, by taking a look back at some famous historic events from November 15th of the past. Starting today in 1864, when Union General William Sherman began his infamous March to the Sea, which ultimately helped end the Civil War. 40 years later, in 1904, the Gillette Company patented the razor blade. In 1920, the League of Nations met for the first time. Now, the League was a response to World War I and was entrusted by member states to maintain peace in the world. Fast forward to 1956, Elvis Presley, the king, made his movie debut in Love Me Tender. And lastly, in 2001, Microsoft released its Xbox video game console. So with that, I hope everyone has a great day. I am Patrick Laffin, and this is the Marketing Minutes Podcast. taking or refraining from any course of action. It is not intended to address the needs, circumstances, or investment objectives of any specific investor.